Welcome back to Behind the Madness, where we talk about business growth, ways to work smarter, and the fundamentals of business, all geared to unlocking your brand's peak performance. I'm your host, James Roberts, owner and founder of Method, and today we're talking about the FAQs of buyer personas. We've already had a previous episode about buyer personas, but this time we're going to try and unlock a few questions that we've been asked and really kind of get into the nuts and bolts with some simple answers to kind of help you guys get on your way. We've had a load of questions from clients and we've had a few questions come in over our email, which I'll get into in a minute. And really, we're just going to try and answer those questions and make it a little bit simpler to understand uh, your buyer personas and get going with them. But before I jump in, I wanted to do a bit of admin and ways you can contact the show. We've got some great content going out over Instagram where you can find us at hello underscore method. And we also have a dedicated email address, which is podcast at hellomethod.co.uk. You can give us any feedback, ask any questions, and we'll try and answer them on future episodes like this one. So without any more delays, let's jump into today's episode, FAQs on buyer personas. Afternoon, Marcus. How are you doing? I'm very well. I'm very well. So Marcus is going to jump on the pod today to probably throw a few questions my way. And I'm going to try and answer them without the use of Google. So really what we're trying to do today, Marcus, is I guess just kind of get some basics around buyer personas. Get the kind of the questions that we've had obviously had come in, get them answered and really just kind of help people along the way around buyer personas. Correct? Yeah, no, 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 that sounds perfect. We've got these questions here and there's some good ones. I won't lie to you, there's some good ones. I really, I'll be checking to make sure that you really aren't using Google on these. So <laughs> be, be prepared. Excellent. So buyer personas, a quick overview then. Should we just go over that to start off with? Buyer personas are really where every marketing, sales, business should should start. Without them, you're really just pissing in the wind, I'd imagine, yeah? Absolutely. So. We love buyer personas. We love talking about buyer personas, mainly because so many people still don't have them in place, still struggling to get them sorted, which then just hampers really how they go about doing all of their marketing and all of their sales. But I'm going to put a few things out there. It's better to have something in place than nothing at all. And it doesn't have to be set in stone. Buyer personas can be changed they can be reviewed they should be reviewed absolutely and it's not rocket science we've looked at them before and we've had them come in here which are you know i think i said on the last pod that it was almost like a binder we've got before with about 100 pages in it i didn't even read it put it straight in the bin i even asked the client you know who is your buyer persona and they couldn't tell me they said we've had loads of research done but they they had no idea who it was it was somewhere within this 100 pages so that isn't a buyer persona. A buyer persona for me is something that everybody can understand within the business. I like to name them so it's very simple to understand and talk about it within conversations. So we have Mike Marketing, for example, which is really easy to drop in. Is this going to suit Mike? Is this going to attract Mike? All of that kind of stuff. And we all have a good idea of who Mike is within the business. So with the groundwork done, do you want to Start me off and I'll I'm typing away on Google. <laughs> well, Mike sounds wonderful, but how would you go about creating him? So, good question. Hold on. How quick am I searching Google? No, look, it's the easiest way for me is to think about your current customers. So you can have more than one persona 
as well. But let's focus on Mike, for example. We realize that we solve a lot of problems for a lot of marketing managers. That is who Mike is. Mike is a traditional marketing manager. Now, we've realized who Mike was by looking at our current clients, looking and understanding who the majority of them were and who were kind of our perfect clients. And this applies to every business. If you can look at your current customer base, there will be some similarities. It's a lovely place to start. With that, you can then look, there are going to be people who are outside that. There are going to, you know, we don't only work with, with marketing managers and we're not going to only attract marketing managers. But it gives us a really good platform for everything we do to relate to Mike. So we started looking at our our own customers, our own clients, and realizing that with a marketing manager, we solve a lot of their problems. I would imagine majority of the people listening to this podcast are mics because this is who we're targeting the content with them. They get a lot of shit that lands on their desk. Sorry, Paul, that's another expletive that you're going to have to put on the pod. And all of this crap lands on their desk and they've got to solve it. What we do is we solve pretty much everything that lands on their desk so they can focus on the higher stuff. So. Yeah, look at your current customers, look at your current clients, look at the similarities that are there and, and start there really and, and use that as your base plate. That sounds great. So, I mean, now that you've built Mike and you know who he is, how do you then use him to his best effect? So, again, work out within the buyer persona, keep it really simple. You know, ours is pretty much an A4 page. Anything more than that, people aren't going to bother. Nobody's going to read it. Nobody's going to understand it. So with Mike or with any buyer persona, have, have their, their goals to start off with. Have their goals. What are they trying to achieve? What are they trying to do within their business, within their role? And really, this is probably where your product or your solution will fit. This is, hopefully, well, you've probably got the wrong buyer persona. This is where your solution, your offering is going to help them achieve those goals. But also, not only that, have their, their pain points. So if you can fix some of those pain points, either with your solution or with the content that you're putting out, they're going to stand up and they're going to listen. So understand who they are, then understand their their goals and their challenges or their pain points. If you can get a nice list and ours are just bullet pointed around these are the challenges they're having and these are what they want to achieve. These are the goals you will then have loads of content that you can attract these people with and put out. And you can go off on different tangents. And there's always, one of the questions we often get asked around content is, oh, you're going to run out of content at some point. You will never run out of content. If you've got that list of their pain points and their challenges, you won't run out of content. There's always going to be content. Things are changing, things are moving, and you're always going to be able to find content to put out to these people that they are going to find interesting. If you are putting stuff out and it's not hitting the mark, then it's probably the pain points or the challenges wrong. It's probably not going to relate to that person. So really, really start to get those down. And to start off with, you know, they, they might be slightly wrong. They might be slightly off, but then you might put out a post which is solving something and all of a sudden you're getting a lot of engagement on it. Then go back to your buyer persona and, and keep that, that cycle going of updating your buyer persona based on the content that you're putting out that's working. But yeah, 
Really focus down those two lists. Don't have to be huge, but understand them and really understand what they mean as well. And then you can start to put out some content and content could be anything. You know, it could be podcast. It could be downloadable brochures. It could be video content. It could be short form video. It could be blog stories. This goes on and on and on. So find what, what relates to these people as well and get that content out. So yeah, that's where I'd start. That sounds great. I mean, as you mentioned before, times change um, with that people change. I mean, Mike eventually might want to be called Michael instead. Oh, yeah. Uh, so how often Michelle. should you potentially, how yeah. often would you want to update your persona to, uh, I guess, cater to Michelle? So this, this kind of comes back to it. That this is a really, really good point that it's a semi-fictional character. It's based on your perfect customer, but... It doesn't have to be exact. We want to know as kind of as much about this person to help us do the job that we need to do, which is essentially is selling to this person. So if as happens to be Mike, it could be Michelle. And we just because we're aiming at Mike doesn't mean that we're not going to get any women marketing managers. That's not what it's about, right? But it's a good idea within the industry. It's probably it's probably actually a good 50 50 split now between between males and females within that role so we just have a mic and it's just always been that way but through all the content we're putting out we know that we are not putting off the michelles right so that's the first kind of point to put out there but in terms of change you're absolutely right there are so many different things that can change mike's opinion or any buyer persona's opinion our product offering might change. We might all of a sudden be doing something else which doesn't actually apply to Mike at all. So we're going to look at a completely new sector. We're going to look at a completely different buyer persona. Or things might change within the industry. It might change that, you know, Mike for all of a sudden has got this bigger problem that's come about, which, you know, let, let's, let's take a really good example, which is at the moment, all of your email tracking that we're so used to doing with marketing emails, if it lands in an Apple mailbox, we're not getting any of that feedback anymore. So all of a sudden, all of these stats that a lot of marketing managers were relying on have all of a sudden gone out the window. So something's changed within the industry, which may now apply to that buyer persona. So we might have to tweak a buyer persona. All of a sudden, they've got a new challenge. They've got a new pain point. And how can we solve that for them? All of a sudden, that's a new pain point. So our buyer persona is going to change. There's so many things within different industries or within internal, it could be it could be within your own company, it could be external, within industries, within verticals, or so many different effects that could change your buyer persona. And I think for me, if you understand your buyer persona, you understand what you're selling, you should recognize when that change happens. If not, again, you're probably missing the person you're trying to hit. You're probably missing your target. But also, you could be selling to the wrong person or think you're selling to the wrong person because there is that disjointedness. Yeah. Does that make some sense? That makes perfect sense. Good. Good. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Do a great job. I mean, so in, in order to make sure that you're being as accurate as possible and you're not missing your, your customer, you know, I mean, this is a fictional character that you're creating, but the data that you're filling there. It, that's not fictional. That's not just something you plucked out of thin air. Yeah. Where where do you get the data from that you uh, populate the bio persona with? 
So, torture teams, we're not huge here by any stretch of the imagination, but we've got people in different roles. Now, if you take most organizations, there will be sales divisions, there'll be marketing divisions um, and teams. And also executives, there might also be you know company directors. These are all perfect people who can mold your buyer persona because they've all got different touch points, but they all are selling or marketing or having communication with the same person, but at different points. So if you can bring in all of these people into one room and start just spitballing, you know, what are these people's problems? You will find that it will snowball. Everybody will have a slightly different view on it. Everybody will have a slightly, well, I'm finding this tough. I'm hitting these challenges with these people. When it gets to certain points within that whole life cycle stage or that whole customer journey, you will find that there'll be different challenges and different things that will approach. So getting those people into the room, you're going to quickly identify what the buyer personas need, what their wants are, and also what their, what their pain points are. And I think if you remove any of those people, for example, sales, you know, they're at the front line. They're going to know what questions they're coming up against. And there's your pain point straight there. You know, it's too expensive. Will it do this? Will it do that? Can I do this with it? Can I do that with it? These are all the questions that all of a sudden are going to actually really go into your buyer persona. Your company directors, those people who have been maybe in the company longer or understood the industry longer are going to have some really big pain points and some really good success stories as well. Why did that person sign up with us? And why have they stayed with us for 10 years? Why have they continued to buy this product from us? You know, understanding them, again, as you said, you know, it's a semi-fictional representation. So looking at your current customers and current clients and needs and wants, but also talking to the teams about what they're finding will just make it a much better essentially a document that you can all relate to and all understand that's fantastic i mean i'm happy to report that james has not touched his laptop once throughout this process so congratulations well Thank done you. there Thank well you. done there i would just i i guess i just would invite you to give us maybe a final word on the buyer persona and uh what it means to you so i think don't be scared it's going to help your whole organization from front to back if you can all sing off the same hymn sheet and you are all giving the same message, then your company is all going to be stronger because of it. So think about just getting going. If you haven't got one, or if it's a thousand pages, throw that out and just start again and just start. You know, we've got some great resources on the website. I've got to give them a slight plug, which really give you a template of how to kind of get going. It's, it's a really simple Excel document where you just fill in a few blanks. Perfect way to get going. It's going to start your snowball effect, if you like, to ask the right questions to kind of get something in, something filled in. As soon as you start there, it's not something which you're going to print out and, and put behind a piece of glass and hang up on the wall. This is something which is going to keep on changing and you're going to keep on having to review it. So keeping it in a place that's maybe an active document, maybe it's a Google Doc, maybe it's you know something which everybody can have access to, but everybody can change within reason is a great place to start because everybody then can have this feed into it so i think that's probably my main point is just get started don't be scared of it and don't be worried that this thing can't change it's better to have something than nothing because it will just 
guide your thinking in terms of the marketing, in terms of the sales, in terms of in fact a service, everything around your business is going to be better, even if it's even if it's not quite right. Because if it's not quite right, you can then understand why it's not quite right and tweak it and make it a little bit better and improve it. So yeah, just get started and download our resources. There you go. That's where I'd start. Ah, that's a great one. Thank you very much, James. No worries. Thank you, Marcus. So that's it really for another week. A nice little uh, snippet of an episode, I guess, where we are just hopefully giving you some places to start. If you want any more information, then use our use our email address. Use podcast at hellomethod.co.uk. We can do another little episode if we want to, or we might even write you a blog story if based on any of the questions that you guys uh, may have. So also jump on all of our socials. I think we're on pretty much everything. I might not be on all of them. I don't know some of the latest ones that keep popping up, but we're across most of them. So jump on there, drop into our DMs and drop us some messages and we will always jump back and give you a response on anything that you need to know. Uh, That's it for this episode. So thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time.